Genesis 24. I, I believe the Lord wants to speak to us tonight out of this passage as a church and as individuals. And there's a lot here. I, I don't. I wish I could read the whole chapter because it's, it needs to be read, but I don't have time for that. So I'm going to give you the Cliff's Note version. If, if you're not acquainted with Cliff Notes, then I'll give you the Isaac version. Okay. That's the basic points. But read with me out of verse 1. Now, Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Don't you like that? Wouldn't you like to be able to, to have that read over your life? I want to put it like this. Now, Abraham, uh, now um, Kingsway was old and advanced in age. But the Lord had blessed Kingsway in every way. Dice la palabra del Señor que Abraham era viejo, avanzado en edad, y Jehová había bendecido a Abraham de todas maneras. En toda manera. Y yo quiero decir que Kingsway es um, una iglesia avanzada en edad que el Señor ha bendecido. De todas maneras. And I believe this is God's will for every person in this church, that you would be blessed in every way. Say that with me. Blessed in every way. All right. Now, I have been fighting the cold and the flu for the last better part of a week. I said I have been fighting. I didn't say I had the flu, right? I said I've been fighting the flu. Uh, so, I can't hear you too well. So you're going to have to double your amen tonight. Well, hopefully you can hear me. Um, Marcus, my nephew, is always honest with me. He said, Uncle Isaac, you look tired. <laughs> that was my welcome home from him. Uh, so if I look tired, my spirit is not tired, but uh, I'm all here tonight, and I want you to get what God has for us. Say that with me. Blessed. In every way. Father, thank you for your word. Let it be life to our spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, the church said, Amen. I think tonight I could give this message a, a number of, of titles. I'm going to give it the, the title that the Lord gave it uh, to me on um, Sunday night a couple weeks ago when the Pastor Biswell uh, prayed. He said, The Camel Train of God's provision. So I'm going to name this that tonight, the camel train of God's provision. But I want to, I guess another title could be, a destiny is on its way. And I believe that for every one of us, in, in a unique way, in a specific way, God has a purpose and a destiny, a plan that is on its way. And for this church in particular, that it is... Um, God's purpose and has risen to meet us. And so I, I believe this story gives us a, a clear picture of some of the things that God has in his heart for us and which I believe that we need to study tonight. And the first is just that very clear thing. I want you to get into your, into your soul down deep that it is God's will for you to be blessed in every way. 
Dios quiere que usted y yo estemos bendecidos en todas maneras. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, in our relationships, in every way. Dios quiere que seamos bendecidos espiritualmente, físicamente, um, emocionalmente, en todas maneras en nuestra vida. Quiere que nosotros tengamos su bendición. To have the blessing of God in every area of your life. How many of you want that? How many of you have that? Say amen. Amen. We have God's blessing. In every area of our life. Now we have a story here of a man who was old. His name is Abram. And he had only one son that God would bless. He had Ishmael, but Ishmael wouldn't be blessed. God wouldn't bless Ishmael. God wanted to bless Isaac. And to Abraham, to Isaac would go all of the inheritance of Abraham. Primarily the promise of the Messiah. Was going to go to Isaac. Abraham está avanzado en edad y Dios le ha prometido bendecir a su hijo Isaac y este hijo, el cual debe tener una uh, una herencia enorme de parte de su padre, uh, también va a recibir la herencia de eh, la de la promesa del Mesías. So Isaac is an incredibly important person. In the Bible, okay? Isaac is una persona... Why are you guys smirking? <laughs> I should have named myself some, uh, Chuck for tonight. And you guys wouldn't think about it so much. Uh, Isaac is tremendamente importante en la Biblia. Now, is this going to get worse? So I'm just going to see... I'm going to have to look past your smirks to, to deliver the word of the Lord tonight. Okay, the problem with Isaac was he wasn't married. Okay, just... <laughs> Just get it out. <laughs> See, I set myself up, but I have to, I have to preach this anyway. Isaac, el problema que tenía es que no estaba casado. Así que ya, ya se sonrieron y ya ríanse. Um, there, are, there are enough parallels in here um, to make this funny. But. So Abraham has to arrange a marriage. Now, you and I don't live in the day of arranged marriages. Um, we might have less divorce if we did. I don't know. But um, we don't live in that day, and so it is unusual to us. Abraham tiene que arreglar un matrimonio para su hijo Isaac. Usted y yo no vivimos en día de matrimonios arreglados, así que no, no conocemos eso muy bien. I had a friend in college, he was from India. I called him once uh, summer as we were getting back, getting ready to go back to school. I said, Caleb, how are you? He said, great. I said, what would you do this summer? He said, I got married. I said, you got married? I didn't even know you had a girlfriend. He said, I didn't. <laughs> he said, my, my parents called and said, it's time to go home and get married. So I went home and got married. And uh, Caleb is a happily married man uh, in an arranged marriage. It still happens today. That was what's going on. With Abraham. Abraham's too old to travel, so he calls his oldest servant, Eleazar. And he says, I want you to go to the land of our fathers, and I want you to choose a wife for Isaac. Now, um, this is getting to be a little bit 
complex, right? Now he's not only going to not choose the girl himself, but he's going to send a servant to choose her. Abraham dice, yo estoy muy anciano para viajar, pero él va a enviar a su siervo Eliazar a ir a traer una esposa y lo manda a la tierra de su parentela, el lugar de su familia, de sus familiares. Y Eliazar tiene una tremenda responsabilidad. A tremendous responsibility is given to Eliezer to go and to choose the wife for Isaac. This woman will be the woman through whom the Messiah will be born. Esta mujer la cual Eliazar tiene que escoger será la mujer por el cual la descendencia del Mesías será uh, nacido y va a tener que ser una mujer muy especial. She has to be a very special and a specific bride for Isaac. And so Eliezer is given this task to go and prepare a bride for Isaac. Here's the picture. God the Father has sent the Holy Spirit into the world. And the Holy Spirit is preparing a bride for Christ. Ese es el retrato que vemos aquí en Jeremías 24, que Dios el Padre ha enviado al Espíritu Santo al mundo a preparar una novia o una esposa para su hijo Jesús. You and I are that bride. Usted y yo somos esa Esa esposa, la cual el Espíritu Santo está preparando para Jesús. The scripture describes the church as the bride of Christ, doesn't it? La escritura describe a, a, a la iglesia como la, la esposa o la novia de Jesús. The church is Rebecca in this picture. La iglesia es la esposa que el Espíritu Santo está preparando para nosotros. No para el Señor Jesucristo. Nosotros somos parte so here's what Eliezer does. The Bible says that he takes ten camels loaded full with gifts. Él prepara, Eliezer prepara diez cameos con, uh, con dones, regalos sobre ellos. Y se va hacia la tierra de la, de la familia de Abraham. He goes and loads up these camels. And treks across the desert into the homeland from which Abraham and Sarah had come. Can I tell you that God has prepared a camel train of provision for the church? Dios ha preparado un, una, un tren de cameos para la provisión de la iglesia. The first thing we need to see here is that the Holy Spirit has given, has prepared gifts for the church. El Espíritu Santo ha preparado dones para la iglesia. The New Testament describes to us the gifts of the Spirit. El Espíritu Santo uh, es revelado en el Nuevo Testamento por, a través de sus dones. Más de 18 dones, more than 18 gifts are mentioned in the New Testament. Gifts that God has given to the church. I tell you, church, that God has gifts for the church. 
He's given gifts for you. You know, you, you and I live in a day where we come to church to watch somebody else operate in their gifts. But I believe we're about to see every person in this church who's spirit-filled operate in the gifts of the Spirit in a way that the world needs to see in order to come to Christ. Is there any faith in here tonight? He has given gifts to the church. Era preparado dones para la iglesia. The gifts God gave you are not for your prayer closet. Los dones que Dios te dio a ti no son para tu cuarto de oración. Son para la manifestación pública de la gloria de Dios. They're for the public manifestation of the glory of God. The gifts you have are not for private consumption. They are for the building up, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Los dones que tenemos no son para consumo propio, sino que son para la edificación del cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. Do you have a gift? Everybody in here has a gift. If, if you're a child of God, you have gifts. Do you have a gift? Is it available to God? So I want you to just see the Holy Spirit has sent a camel train of provision for the church. I believe this. Everything Kingsway need has been provided for. Now, I'm going to say that again. I want you to agree with me because I'm going to say something after that that you're really going to want to agree with. So, I believe everything Kingsway need has been provided for. Yeah. All right, I believe everything you need has been provided for. Yeah. I told you you're going to want to agree with that. He has provided for you. He has provided for the church. Yo creo que todo lo que la iglesia Kingsway necesita, todo lo que la iglesia en el mundo necesita, Dios lo ha provisto. Y todo lo que usted necesita en lo personal, Dios lo ha provisto. Esto viene ya en el uh, paquete. This is already in the package. John chapter 1 says that from his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. Dice Juan capítulo 1 que desde de su gracia todos hemos recibido y gracia sobre gracia. These camels are not scrawny camels just uh, just getting through the through the wilderness. They are they are blessed camels. And they are burdened down with the, all the things that the church needs in order to do the will of God. So this cabal train of provision is coming towards Rebecca. She doesn't even know about it. There's about to be a collision between a girl in waiting and the purpose of God. Hay para ver una, una, un choque entre una, una, una señorita que está esperando y el propósito de Dios. Here's what I believe. I believe that we are about to see a collision at Kingsway between a waiting church and the purposes of God. I wish I could get some faith in here tonight. We're on a collision course with the purpose of God. Estamos para ver un choque entre una iglesia que está esperando y el propósito de Dios. So guess what? 
don't get out of the spot, all right? If you're, on, if you're on the spot where God wants you, don't move. The worst thing is a missed opportunity. If X marks the spot, then you stand on X, all right? Don't, don't move. How many of you have been waiting for something? I think Rebecca was waiting for something. She may not have known exactly what it was, and she didn't know what it was going to look like. She definitely didn't think it was going to look like Eleazar, but she was waiting for something. And I believe that there is faith in this house, and you have been waiting for something, like a pregnant woman waiting, 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 waiting. Guess what? We are on a collision course with the destiny that God has for every one of our lives and for this church. I'm going to need a little bit of faith in here tonight. Tell your neighbor, stay in position. That's a good word, Pastor. Or Sister Minnie tonight, right? Stay in position. Quédate en tu posición. Don't you know when the, when the uh, outfielder is infield that the ball goes out there? You got to stay in position. Because guess what? If you, if you drop your blessing, I'm going to catch it. Si usted no, no recibe su bendición, yo la voy a pescar. God's at work. So there's a, a collision course about to happen. Rebecca's waiting. Eleazar's on his way. And Eleazar has come fully loaded. But the provision of God. Now here's some principles I want us to look at tonight. Okay, I did a little bit of preaching. Now I'll try to do a little bit of teaching. Principle number one is the principle of specific prayer. El primer principio que vamos a ver esta noche es el principio de la oración específica. Now you might think, Pastor, you have done nothing this year but talk about prayer. Guess what I'm going to do next year? Prayer is the key. Usted dice, pastor, usted todo lo que habla es la oración. Hermano, la oración es la llave. God will do nothing except in answer to prayer. Dios lo que hace, lo hace en respuesta a la oración. And I don't, I don't have the freedom to be real specific tonight about uh, an answer to prayer that I just got. But I have been praying about something for about four years. And this weekend, uh, I was with Dr. Longoria at the, uh, on this trip. We're at the airport. And he fell asleep. And he took a little airport nap. And when he woke up, he said something to me. And I said, Dr. Longoria, don't you remember we had that conversation four years ago? He said, really? <laughs> <laughs> and a specific prayer just begun to be answered. Someday you're going you're gonna to see it. All right. Listen, 
12. Eleazar, I'll give you, before we read it, let me give you this story. He, he takes the camels, he goes to the land. Eleazar se va con los camellos a la tierra de donde era Abraham. And he gets to a well. Se para en un pozo de agua. You know, camels get thirsty, right? People get thirsty. Let me give you just a little clue here. If you have a gift, you need to water it. That was worth the whole sermon right there, all right? If you have a gift, water it. Keep it wet. Si usted tiene un don, dele agua. Si no se seca. If you don't water your gift, it'll dry up. Some of you could sing, but you haven't sung, so your gift dried up. Start watering it. If you have a gift of of healing, start watering it. Pray for every sick thing you see. Any, uh, this we have a problem in the church, right? We don't like to we don't like to brag, but um, uh, this isn't bragging. I want to ask you a question: How many of you at any moment in your life have seen God use you to heal somebody? Raise your hand. All right. I want you to water it. Lay hands on everything that moves, that's sick. My mother prayed for a horse, and that horse healed. (laughs) She wasn't about to let that gift dry up, right? (laughs) So he, he waters, he goes to a well to water his camels. While he's there, verse 12, he said, Eleazar now, Oh Lord, Yahweh, the God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness to your master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now may it be that the girl to whom I say, Please let down your jar so that I may drink. And who answers drink and I will water your camels also. May she be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown loving kindness to my master. Is that a specific prayer? Yeah, it is. Una oración específica. He says, Lord... It's about evening, so the women are coming out to draw water. I'm going to ask one of them for water. And if she says to me, drink, and I will also water your camels, then I'll know that she's the one. This principle is essential. If we want to see God's blessing... And we want to receive this camel train of provision. We must learn to pray specific prayers. I've been talking to you about this, haven't I? If you get up in the morning and you say, Lord, 
bless me. Well, there's like 8,000 blessings available in the Bible. Pick one. Now, uh, Eleazar not leaving it up to chance. He wants specific things. Eleazar, el ora y ora específicamente. Y ustedes y yo hemos estado hablando sobre orar y tener peticiones específicas. Paul Cho of the uh, uh, largest church in the world in South Korea, he said he asked God for a bicycle. And he got an old, rusty, broken down bicycle. He decided to pray better the next time. He prayed for the right color and the right size and new. Pray specific prayers. God delights in answering the prayers of his church. And he delights in answering specific prayers. Why? Because when you get a specific answer to a specific prayer, guess who gets the glory? God. When you get an answer to prayer that shocks you, makes your draw drop, and, and all you can say is, God actually listens to me. How many of you have ever been blown away like that? So be specific. Guess what? Specific prayers require thinking, time, processing. But God delights in that. Now, some, just, let's just break this down here. First of all, he says, Lord, oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, grant me what? Grant me what? Success. Say that together. Success. Success. How does it say in the Spanish Bible? Anybody have it in Spanish? Can you put it up on the... There's nobody back there. <laughs> Dice, oh Dios, dame éxito o prospera mi... Dame éxito. I want you to say this with me. God wants me to succeed. Did you believe that? Uh, some of you didn't believe it. You just said it to be obedient, but you didn't really believe it. Let's try this again, all right? Say it when you believe it. God wants me to succeed. You know, there are people who are who be upset at me Right now, if we're talking about success. But I don't think God wants me to fail. I believe He wants me to succeed. Algunos estarían enojados porque estoy hablando del éxito, pero yo no creo que Dios quiere que yo sea un fracaso. Yo creo que Él quiere que yo tenga éxito. Success. God wants me to succeed. Uh, uh, let's do a little Bible drill here real quick. Uh, Brother Israel, Joshua 1, Joshua chapter 7, verse 7 through 8. J.D., Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 20. And Jeremy, Daniel chapter 6, verse 28. Say it again. God wants me. To succeed. You have to learn to believe that. 
Because we have been taught a brand of religion that's like, just get by. Give me a log cabin on the other side of glory. Just as long as I get there. I don't need a crown. I just need to get there. That's not the God of the Bible. This is an hymn of me no sé cómo una cabaña una casita en el en un lado del del cielo ahí en un rinconcito aunque sea yo no más lo que quiero es llegar ese no es el Dios de la Biblia es nuestro Dios quiere nuestro éxito why do you think Paul said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me what's he literally saying I can succeed Through Christ, who strengthens me. Pablo diría, yo puedo hacer todas las cosas, todo lo puedo en Cristo. Puedo tener éxito en Cristo. Que me fortalece. So there is no spiritual value in failure. God will let us fail. And failure is important because it helps us learn. Helps us to grow. But failure is a pit stop. It's not your Destiny. El fracaso es importante porque el fracaso nos ayuda a crecer. Pero el fracaso es una parada en la jornada. No es el destino. So if you're looking at failure today, I want you to just think of failure like a little rest area. And you're going to learn what you got to learn there. And you're going to fuel up and you're going to get up and you're going to go forward. Because God wants me To succeed. All right, Joshua chapter 1, 7 through 8. Read it out loud, brother, like a prophet. Only be strong, very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from you from your mouth, You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. All right. You hear that? Twice he says, you're going to have success. If you do what I tell you to do, you put into practice the word of this law. Then you will have good success. You know what the worst thing could happen to somebody is to succeed out of the will of God. Because then they think, I'm doing all right. So we got we to gotta want God's success. But he wants our success because our, we're his children. It says, if you do these things, then you will have success. So if you're, if, if, if you're in a certain situation tonight, and 10 years from now, you come back to Wednesday night Bible study, and you're in the same spot, something's wrong. Because <laughs> that's not God's will for your life. 
He may let you go through there, but that's not it. That's not the destiny. I, uh, Nehemiah 2.20, please. So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven will give us success. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. Amen. Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. What does he say? The God of heaven will give us success. Who? The God of heaven. Dice Nehemiah está para edificar el, el, el muro alrededor de Jerusalén. Dice el Dios del cielo nos dará éxito. Do you believe God wants you to succeed? Daniel 6, verse 28, please. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Right. Daniel did what? He prospered. He succeeded. The word success in the, in the, in the Bible is generally translated as the word prosper. Psalm chapter 1 says, whatsoever he does will prosper. Say this with me. God wants me, God wants me to, prosper. to prosper. Did you believe it that time? Amen. God wants me to prosper. He wants me to succeed. There's another brand of religion that says God wants you to fail and be broke. So that you'll have lots of faith and be very spiritual. Look, I know some people who are poor and are heathens. And people who are poor and are spiritual. So, that's not the picture. I know people who are rich, who are heathens, and who are rich and who are spiritual. But what I want you to see tonight is that God wants his children to succeed. To rise up. To rise above. And until you and I can believe that and see that, we're going to have a hard time helping anybody else see it. Now this is why you have to learn it and this has to become your vocabulary because the Lord said Kingsway Church would raise the poor out of the ash heap. How are we going to raise people out of the ash heap if we don't believe that God wants to prosper them? That God wants to bless them? And if we haven't seen him do it in our lives first. So tell your neighbor, I'm moving on up. You get a little George Jefferson picture right there. Third John chapter one verse two. Let's all go there together. Primera de perdón. Tercera de Juan capítulo uno verso dos. Third John, chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that in all respects, you may do what? You may do what? Prosper and be in what? Good health. 
just as your soul prospers. Listen, I believe this is God's will for my life and your life that you would in every way. My beloved, I pray that in all things, in every way, you may prosper and be in good health. Now, I want this going to be our memory verse this week. I I need some faith in here tonight. (laughs) How many you, look, if these little stinkers can memorize (laughs) Bible verses, we can too. And this is a one sentence. Challenge accepted. All right. Here we go. Let's, Let's say it together. Beloved. I pray that in all things thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. All right. Let's memorize that this week. If you haven't already. You might already have it memorized. Notice this. Is your soul prospering? Our inner man is rich. He has peace. He has joy. He has health. He has an eternal home. El hombre interior está prosperando. Tiene gozo, tiene paz, tiene alegría, tiene una casa en el cielo, tiene la la santidad de Dios. Our inner man has holiness, has righteousness, has uh, all of the all of the things that belong to Christ belong to my inner man. And the Word of God says that God wants my outer man. To have what my inner man has. Scripture said that our outer man is decaying. But our inner man is growing day by day. Stronger. Dice la escritura que el hombre exterior va decayendo día con día. Pero el hombre interior va creciendo día con día. Más fuerte. You and I need to get this and believe it. God wants me to be in good health. I'm going to need a little bit more faith in here tonight. So, you know, we have to ask ourselves sometimes, is it God's will for me to eat that? (laughs) I've, I've been asking myself that a lot. And I already know the answer, right? So do you. You see, we wouldn't need half as much healing if we walked in good health. Why are you avoiding eye contact? <laughs> No necesitaríamos tanta sanidad si caminaríamos en salud buena. And I know that every one of you is in a different life stage and we're all we all have different things to deal with, right? Different 
ages and stages, but here's what I want you to go away with tonight. I want you to go away believing that God wants you to be in good health. And that means that whatever stage or age you're in, that you can have God's wisdom for divine health. And that he can can help us as a church to be in good health. I remember when I went to China, I showed a picture of my family. They said, oh, they have a very well-balanced diet. (laughs) No, it's out of balance. That's the problem. (laughs) I think God is getting this close to putting this church on a diet. Not even a diet. I think he's just going to change. Just fasting. <laughs> Something has shifted. <laughs> I don't mind, though, if God... Because, look, if he's going to deal with this church, he's going to deal with all of it. Blessed in every way. Él quiere bendecirnos en toda forma. I'm not saying he's doing that tonight. I'm just, I'm imparting a vision. <laughs> okay. I think you bear witness with me, don't you? Yo sé que ustedes están de acuerdo conmigo porque su espíritu dice lo mismo. I want to live until I die. Yo quiero vivir hasta que me muera. Some some people are living and they're not living. But I want to serve God until I die. And I believe he wants us to be in good health. He's going to show us how to do that. I believe he wants us to prosper. Mentally. Physically. Emotionally. Financially. Now, I didn't even get started tonight, but I think... I've given you just enough to give you a craving. No pun intended. <laughs> for this collision course that's coming. Our camel train is on the way. I said, Our camel train. Is on the way. I can't speak for anyone else's camel train, but ours is on the way. You can see those camels swaying back and forth. And when we unload those camels, every single 
thing that we need is on them. Including health and finances and the salvation of households and the blessing of a city. All we have to do is stay in position. Be in position. So if God's already dealt with you with your health, keep doing what He's dealing with you to do. If He's dealt with you with finances, keep doing what He's dealt with you to do. Stay in position. And start praying specific prayers. So that when it's yours, you'll know that one, God heard. That one, God answered. That one, God did. And God will get the glory and the praise. Let me just wrap this up real quick. He says, Lord, the girl to whom I say, give me a drink. These are the specific things. Lay it down your jar. Give me a drink. And there comes... She's just doing what she's supposed to do. She's just in position. Here comes Rebecca with a jar on her head. Carrying her jar, doing her chores. You know, everyone God calls, he calls while they're working. He called Peter while he was fishing. He called Matthew while he was accounting taxes. Here comes Rebecca. She's got a jar on her head. She doesn't know destiny is about to collide with her life. And there's a man there she'd never seen. And he says to her, give me a drink. She lets her jar down. And she draws water and she says, Sir, take a drink and let me water your camels also. She did not know that she had just spoken her provision into existence. I've been telling you about what you speak. She did not know that she was speaking the very will of God into existence. She said, Sir, I'll water your camels also. And she watered those camels until they were full. The scripture said that Eleazar fell on the ground and began to worship God because he knew that this was a divine answer to his prayers.